Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Today, we are going to be talking about mental illness in the home. Um, wanted to kind of dive right in there, especially after talking about carrying the unwanted. Wanted to just keep on talking about the emotions and the things that we deal with in the home, because I really believe that at this time, this is a time when God wants us to deal with the issues within our home on a uh, deeper level than what we have. Sometimes that surface dealing has, it has nothing to do with what's really going on inside and the issues that we have within our home keep festering and becoming larger and larger because we fail to address the root of the issue. Um, so I wanted to just go straight into talking about the top 10 mental disorders, um, that are found to be within the home, um, depression, eating disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD, schizophrenia, bipolar disorders, anxiety disorders, also uh, stress disorders um, is another word for anxiety disorders. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, a lot of people affiliate that with um, people who have been in the military and things like that. But anymore now you can relate that to our essential workers who have had to deal with a lot of things regarding with COVID and things like that. That can be very uh, stressful for them as well. Major depressive, also known as uh, manic depressant uh, disorder, personalities, disorders, psychotic disorders, like hallucinations, things like that. And also specific phobias. I remember the first time I learned about a phobia was when a movie about spiders came out called arachnophobia, which was this fear of spiders. Um, so we're going to be talking about those top 10 mental disorders today. Um, I'm pretty sure you can, um, name, many more disorders or uh, mental disorders, mental illness disorders that um, have taken place in a home. I definitely want to generalize these top 10. And I also want to talk about abuse in the home. Uh, I want to couple these two together because a lot of times, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about abuse when we talk about sickness in the home on Wednesday. Um, a lot of times when we talk about what's going on in someone's mental health, we know that the symptoms and, um, you know, some of the reactions that can take place from someone that is dealing with mental health issues can also be violent reactions. It can result in domestic violence. Um, we want to talk about the different types of abuse, um, because not all abuses are physical. Some are emotional, some are financial, uh, there's different types. So in talking about the different types of um, disorders, uh, we look at depression and depression is kind of one that is common, you know, and what it looks like, you know, depression is, it can be a recurring thing. It can have a lot of different mood changes. Uh, uh, I related uh, depression is similar to someone who is on their, uh, a woman on their cycle, you know, it's kind of that up and down, up and down, up and down. And a lot of people say that people who are um, dealing with bipolar disorders can be the exact same, you know, constant, quick shifts in their mood, um, their energy, energy levels, activities, things of that uh, nature. Um,
also when you talk about anxiety. Anxiety is something that kind of, um, it kind of crept in there as being very popular. Um, when I was younger hearing about anxiety, I, I just was like, oh, you know, we all get a little anxious every now and then, but some people really deal with anxiety on a higher level than others. You know, some people cannot be in um, high stress areas because it literally triggers them. And that's something that we have to be sensitive to in the home. When you think about dealing with things in the home, I know a lot of people talk about how um, dealing with this pandemic, it has heightened whatever um, mental health issues were going on already. It kind of heightened them. And sometimes uh, just medicating was not the only answer. You know, sometimes people needed some more than just that. I was reading a, an article about uh, from a woman who uh, went to, um, she's a doctor at Harvard Law School, and I will actually attach that. Um, and she was just talking about some of the issues that were going on due to the uh, pandemic and what can be done, you know, creating safe places within your home, you know, and making sure that you're getting the assistance, the help that's needed. Sometimes you're dealing with a mental health issue and you might not even know what you're dealing with. You know, sometimes you just think like, oh, this is just something. But sometimes those just somethings are more than that. It's kind of important that we make sure that we are definitely, definitely uh, journaling what's going on. Because sometimes you see a pattern that is actually a pattern that needs to be dealt with. I know for myself, I, I definitely believe in counseling. I have a Christian counselor that I go to and um, I was I was actually excited to hear that as a counselor, she has a counselor. Um I definitely uh, go by physician, help yourself, heal yourself, <laughs> you know, uh, make sure that you're healing while you're trying to help others. Make sure you get in the help that you need as well, because no man is an island. We definitely need help. Um, so going back to these mental disorders and how they affect us in the home, um, some of us may have dealt with, uh, you know, lived with people or are living with people who have dealt with. Uh, one of those top 10 mental disorders. And you can say that, you know, your home may have been peaceful, calm. Uh, it may have been just completely out of order. It may have been abusive. It may have been a total uproar. Um, you may have actually had to leave your home and go live with someone else, or you may have had to flee your home. And in those situations, um, I definitely remain prayerful. I can honestly say that uh, to the glory of God, um, our living environment wasn't the same, but I can definitely say that, um, you know, when you're living with people who are dealing with mental health issues or you yourself are dealing with mental health issues, um, it can be a lot. You know, for myself, I dealt with depression as a kid. I went to see a psychologist as a kid. And um, I can definitely say that I was a different kind of kid. I wasn't a violent kid, but I was just different. You know, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't need medication for it, but I definitely needed it to be addressed. And um, I was thankful that my parents, when they saw like, uh, something's going on here, they didn't waste time. They wanted to make sure they got me the help that's needed. And that's okay. 
Getting counseling is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing and it's actually needed. So when you think of things like this, you know, mental health disorders and, you know, sometimes you see things, sometimes we see things in our children that absolutely need to be addressed. You know, what happens when someone who is depressed continues being depressed and it's not addressed? Well, that can lead to suicide. It can lead to any number of things. The same thing with any of these top 10 disorders that we listed here. You know, if I'm dealing with schizophrenia and I'm hearing all these different voices and, you know, what happens when those things aren't addressed? And, you know, maybe this voice that I'm listening to is telling me to do dangerous things, but it goes unaddressed. You know, so many times that uh, we've been taught to keep secrets in our home. You know, we never, you know, um, uh, growing up, I remember, you know, so-and-so would say, oh, yeah, but we're not allowed to talk about what goes on with uncle so-and-so or, you know, my dad or uh, my mom or my sister or my brother or whatever family member, even though they knew what was going on, it was not addressed, but it was creating issues. It was creating frictions in the home that people didn't want to address. They didn't want to talk about, but they were going through some tumultuous times and they were struggling to deal with those times. Those are things that need to be addressed. We end up doing more damage than good when we don't take the time to deal with what's going on in our home. How long will we allow that stress to destroy our home, to pull out the joy, to pull out the peace, to pull out the security, to pull out the stability in our home? Certain things should not be allowed to continue to go on unmanaged. You know, if I'm at a point True enough, everything does not require medication. Most things do require counseling. If I'm dealing with something that I can't get a hold of on my own, that our family is not able to sit down and, you know, walk us through and have that good intervention that gets me through that point, then I'm going to need some outside help. Outside help does not mean you're going to be in a straitjacket. That's not how it goes. You know, those are extreme circumstances. However, if there are issues in the home, deal with them and deal with them in a proper way and deal with them as soon as you see them so that these issues don't become gigantic issues that tear your home apart. Because more than most times, it's the children who suffer the most. They're left to deal with these emotions that they have concerning these illnesses. And then they develop some of the self-same issues because things continue to go unaddressed. So what are some of the things that uh, can go on? You know, most of the time uh, when you see those type of disorders and they are managed well, there's someone that's going to counseling, uh, someone that's receiving medication for these types of issues. And most of the time it's managed. Um, I remember, um, a family member telling me about, um, their father who dealt with, um, paranoid schizophrenia and there were good days. And then there were those bad days. And when there was the bad days, everybody would just kind of steer clear because it could be, it could turn out very, very bad. But I don't remember that person being medicated. I, um, I just remember them saying they just chose to steer clear or it could have been bad in those situations right there. It's always good to suggest counseling. However, remember when we're talking about adults, it's not like we can make them, but parents, if you are dealing with a mental health issue 
and you know that it can destroy your home or it is bringing instability to your home and you're not able to manage it well because you love yourself, because you love your children and you don't actually have a desire to tear up your home, get the help that you need. There are so many counselors and depending on where you at, let's help you find some. Let's seriously, let's help you find some because you don't want to abuse your, your family in any way. You don't want to abuse them. You actually want to love on them. You want to make sure that they are in a place of stability. You want to create a safe place for them. So we definitely want to get you the help that you need in that area because mental illness, mental health issues are very traumatic for children when they are left unguarded or left not dealt with. Um, some of those issues can lead to uh, abuse. There are some people that hallucinate and feel as if, you know, uh, they're being challenged or certain things are happening that may not be happening. And because they are hallucinating, they can end up doing damage. You know, the same thing with people who are depressed, they can end up hurting themselves or others. Um, any mental health issue can lead to these sorts of things, eating disorders, you know, that's, um, you know, prevalent when you're trying to look a certain way. Nowadays, we are in this kind of selfie uh, generation or, or selfie. I don't know. I would call it a selfie generation where selfie society, I guess, where, you know, people are. We're so um, stuck on self that we're not really dealing with reality. We're just looking at this image that we want to portray, it may not even be a real image. That's unhealthy. Those are unhealthy mindsets, but not necessarily a mental health disorder. It can become one depending on what you do to try to manipulate yourself to become a certain way. You become, you can become obsessed with becoming, being a certain way. So you will do anything by any means necessary to get that to that certain place. You know, an obsession is an illness in itself because you're out of balance, you know, and you don't want to be out of balance. You want to have certain boundaries and limits there. So when we think about, uh, abuse in the home, when someone is becoming abusive, you know, they may have some sort of issue with control. They may need to manipulate or be con in control at all times. So what they do is they in turn will belittle. You know, they will um, try to get in your um, play with your mind, do mind games to get you to be submissive while they dominate. They might threaten you. Um, you know, there's physical, there's sexual abuses, and those are very self-explanatory. Um, one that I like to talk about is, in, is emotional abuse. Um, emotional abuse is different. You know, uh, I don't think some parents think about it. Um, yelling or, um, name calling or, um, belittling, uh, or intimidating. 
you know, you're trying to dominate over somebody or lord over somebody all the time, make them feel like they're less than you, or you're trying to control them by any means necessary. Those are emotional abuses, especially when it's verbal. Um, there's also psychological abuse. You know, I'm manipulating my words or I'm threatening you. Um, I'll do this if you don't do this. And, you know, even though it's a form of control, it's mental control. I'm getting trying to get into your psyche to make you believe that if you don't do this or that, then this or that will happen. There's also um, financial abuse. This is, um, while it is a form of uh, emotional abuse and control, you know, um, financial abuse looks like uh, somebody who um, won't give you money unless you do certain things or they won't give you money unless you're say you're just going grocery shopping. They need to make sure they know every place that you are, or they need to make sure that you know that they are lording over you or, um, they account for every dot. Where did you go today? What did you do? What did you spend your money on? How much did you spend? Or, um, if I hold back food from you or, you know, clothes or the necessities, you know, the things, the basic needs that you have, if I'm holding those back or, you know, um, and I'm talking about, you know, normally this happens with adults because children, um, I almost gave you my whole mindset, but I don't think you're ready for it in this, uh, mental illness within the home. Y'all might uh, think that I got my own mental illness over here. Ha! Uh, but I always tell my children, you came in here with nothing and you are afforded, um, that which you are, you know, what you are given. So, uh, basically you came in here with nothing. Y'all was broke when you came up in here. You know, we're the ones that supply unless you're actually going out to work. And even then you are working for something. Um, but we don't hold back their monies. We actually give them allowance and they actually have their own uh, debit cards uh, through green light. This is not a paid advertisement anyway. Um, so uh, another form of financial abuse could be restricting you to an allowance. You know, your uh, spouse could do this or preventing you from working or choosing your own career. You see this sometimes in, um, you know, sometimes when children get of age where they can work, sometimes their parents will prevent them because they want to manipulate or control them, especially if there are other things going on in their home, other abuses, and they're scared that you might go and tell things or, you know, um, also sabotaging your job, um, stealing from you or taking money. And I'm going to post these articles because they are, they're such great articles, and I love tools. I don't like to uh, reinvent the wheel. If there's already an article there, by all means, use it. I'm not going to create a whole article just because I want it to look like it came from me. No, there are people who are way more knowledgeable on the subject. And I definitely want to get it to you because mental illness in the home is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I know I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, a lot of counselors, I 
I used to work next door to a counselor and, and they had so many more patients during the pandemic. It, they had so many more and it just kind of, it hurt my heart, but it also made me look on the inside of my own home and seek to address issues that were in our own home. No matter how small they were, it didn't matter. It didn't matter how small they were. I wanted to catch them while they were small so that they didn't become big. And if we say that there are no issues in our home, we're not telling the truth. So I, I have no shame in my game in saying that there's, you know, something that needs to be addressed. Those that lie and say, oh, there's no, our home is perfect. Uh, stop it. You're, you're lying right there. That's when I tune people out when they act as if nothing is going on in their home. You're a liar. That's not the truth. Every home has something that needs to be addressed. I'm not saying you have mentally uh, ill people all walking all around your home. If you do, my prayers go out to you because it's a lot. It's a lot. I've heard. Um, I remember, I believe it was uh, Ron Artest who said a lot of his family members were dealing with some of the issues that he was dealing with, but he didn't know what he was dealing with until later, until it was out of control. And Ron Artest, I believe, was a basketball player. I'm not sporterific, so I might be saying that a little wrong. But um, there was a, um, it was on Amazon Prime when I was watching it, but it was the Ron Artest story. And it really kind of woke me up to what goes on in the home without saying, without saying. Uh, but I definitely want to leave these with you because especially when it comes to abuse. Sometimes we don't really recognize the effects that abuse have in the home, especially if you have young children in the home. When you hear that children are trying to make up for your unhappiness, you know that the home is becoming unstable. You know, if you hear your children say, will this make you happy? Um, they're not responsible for your happiness. That's letting you know right there that something is off balance. Or if you constantly are hearing your child say, oh, my stomach hurts. Or, um, you know, if, if you see those feelings of anxiety there. Or fear. And definitely, you know, um, hmm. fear will make you do some pretty strange things. Fear makes you do some pretty, pretty strange things. And a lot of, uh, a lot of our mental health issues start with fear and worry, anxiety, they start with rejection and neglect. If you see these things in your home, please make sure that you deal with them. Deal with these issues because you don't want them to begin to deal with you. You definitely don't want these issues to begin to deal with you. It won't be pretty. It won't be pretty. In fact, it'll be extremely harmful. And it can tear up a lot of things. It can tear up a lot of things.
things and a lot of people. I definitely did not want to hold you long, but I most certainly, most certainly wanted to address mental health issues within the home. I encourage you to read the articles that I will post along with this podcast because they are, they're very helpful. They're very, very helpful. And um, I mentioned them simply because they are written by doctors and people who have much more knowledge than I do on the subject. Take the time to examine your home. Take the time to examine yourself. What can you do? If you are in an abusive situation, I am listing some things that you can do. Within this podcast, I am not an expert. I am simply compassionate. I said that wrong. I'm simply passionate ha, about helping others. I am very passionate about helping others, especially when they are in a harmful situation. I want to see you come out of that harmful situation. You don't deserve to be there. And especially if you have younger children, you don't want your babies there. The end result is not always pretty when you are in an abusive home or when you are in a place with someone who has mental health issues that are not being managed properly. I say this often. There is a better way. There is a way of escape and I want to help you. Please, if you know someone who is dealing with mental health issues in their home and maybe they have not dealt with them, please do share this podcast. Sometimes it's easier to hear from someone else than to hear from those who are nearest and dearest to you. Sometimes if this is you and you need help, I'm willing to talk and direct you to the right people. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I do health life and fitness coaching, but I'm not an expert. Do parent coaching. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on mental health illness, but I definitely want to direct you to some counselors. There's the difference between a counselor and a coach. Please know the difference. Counseling and coaching are two different things. One is going to go deeper than the other. Counseling goes deeper. It goes beyond the surface. Okay? So I like to stay in my lane and understand who and what I am, but I also like to be a help wherever I can. So please do share. Leave me questions, comments, or concerns. Maybe um, I was I touched on some things, but maybe there's some other things that you'd like me to touch on that maybe I can touch on on Wednesday when I go on, uh, when I talk about sickness in the home. Please do share. I'm open for um, suggestions and I definitely want to be of a help. Okay. I want you to have a blessed day and talk to you on Wednesday. Be blessed.